You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Welcome to the very first Bride Chilla Podcast. I'm now clinically deaf, and so are all our <laughs> listeners. And they were like, fuck this. That was our fan club. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It is. Uh, it was the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. It is now Bride Chiller Podcast. Quite excited about Ep this. one. Ep one, but also episode 184. 0000001. <laughs> I'm Alicia. I'm Rich. Please don't say it like that. I'm Alicia. I'm Richard. Yay! We're married, and uh, this week we are celebrating grooms, the groom chiller, the fellas, as we like the to lads. call them. The fellas, the blokes. The boys. The boys. The people that are often left out of wedding planning in the mainstream media, I would say, uh, or just media in general. Weddings are always seem to be, it's the girls' day, it's my dream day. I would like to know if there are any blogs or magazines for wedding lads. I think there are certainly, I mean, there are lots of Instagram accounts, mm. like dapper gentleman accounts, but I don't know if there's any sort of specific wedding blogs. If you are a wedding blogger or if you have been following a blog that is helping gents, and I'm also talking about same-sex couples as well. I know there's lots of uh, gay-specific wedding blogs, which is awesome, but I don't know if there are that many blogs specifically for like hetero guys doing their thing, mm. planning a wedding. Please write in. Yeah, if you know one, tweet me or email me. Or Snapchat? Leave, you Snapchat? No, 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 no. <laughs> leave me a voice message. I can't, can't understand. I'm like, I've turned into my father. <laughs> no, no. I just don't know if I need to learn another specific social media. All right, okay. I feel like the cool kids are on it and... I just don't know if I'm that cool. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I need to be worrying about another social media. I do a lot of stuff on Instagram and Twitter already. I love Instagram though. It's my favourite at the moment. It's my like, uh, One of my friends, Jan. Yes. Uh, his favourite Instagram account is Hot Dads at Disneyland. Okay. Well, this is amazing. Let's just pause for a second. What the? <laughs> what is this? Hot Dads Hot at Dads Disneyland. Hot Dads at Disneyland. So you've got to tick all, you know, you've got to got to be hot. Yep. Got to be a dad. Yep. With clear evidence of being a dad. Right. And at Disneyland. This is amazing. Yeah. We all, let's just pause now and all go and search for hot dads <laughs> at, Disney. at Disneyland. Now we need to explain. Jan is a young, attractive gay guy who loves Disneyland. He loves Disneyland. He's fucking nuts for Disneyland. And he once got pulled over by the cops for speeding and he was wearing a Disneyland hat and Disneyland shoes and he was so charming they let him off. He's from Belgium. <laughs> He's adorable. And he would love me saying that. He wears little, what are they called? Uh, like waistcoats. Vests. Vests. And he's always coordinated. He's amazing. We love you, Jan. Um, now, okay. Groom Chiller Week. I'm excited because we are going to be talking about including your fellow if you're a chick. And if you're a guy listening, I know we've got lots of groom chillers listening. Mm, we do. We want to encourage you to get involved and not feel like you're a second-class citizen in this process because we are strong believers. I know Rich and I have talked about this a lot during our wedding planning process, but also during this podcast, that it's all about trying to bring people together to work together as a team. Because team. so often 
the bridezilla, like, and I use air quotes when we talk about bridezillas because I think it doesn't, you know, I think it's rubbish. But often people get stressed and behave in a way that's not acceptable, I think. when And probably not their normal behaviour either. No. It's when they feel overwhelmed and they don't feel like they're being mm. supported and that, that that perhaps people around them and probably their partners aren't interested or don't want to put in the effort or they're not being inclusive. They're taking things on of their own accord and then you freak out. Mm. So I think it's good to be able to talk about this week how you can work together to have a vision, how you can come up with a plan and also do a bit, you know, not even just a bit, like work together to know what you both want, not just to come in with this, I've been dreaming about this. I don't know who this woman is I'm impersonating. <laughs> I don't think she's actually any of my bride chiller listeners because I don't, I don't, she sounds, like, she sounds like a fuckhead, basically. She really does. But it's the women that go, I've been dreaming about this since I was 12 and this is the day it will be and I will not have anyone else shitting on my dreams. And you're like, listen, sweetheart, firstly... That's ridiculous. Absurd. And secondly, you're getting hitched to hopefully a lovely gent or lady. Or less. And you need to be including this person because it's their wedding too. Correct. Lots to talk about this week. On Thursday's episode, I am interviewing the wonderful Nathan from Menguin.com. And we are very happy to be working with Menguin because they are a suit rental premium suit rental website. They offer a great service. They really do. And uh, we're not being paid to say this, by the way. We just genuinely have loved working with them. They're a save the day. Oh, I said it. (laughs) Bride chiller. (laughs) I'm not even going to edit that. They're a bride chiller partner. And it's really nice to have him on. He is talking all about suits, making sure grooms and the groomsmen and the bridal party are adequately suited and booted. Looking sharp. Yeah, and being comfortable. We have this great conversation about this idea that some brides, and again, we're going into that zone of people saying, I've always dreamed of him wearing a grey suit. And you go, what the fuck? Maybe he wants to wear a blue suit. Maybe he doesn't mm. want to wear a suit at all. Mm. And maybe you're getting married in the heart of summer. Heart, heat, heart of summer. Hot, hot, when heat, it's hot. hot as hell. And you just sweat your guts out. And maybe it's not great to wear a three-piece suit in the middle of an Atlanta. Yeah, yarn wood. Yarn wood. Well, he's amazing. But also, you've got a different body shape. So anyway, it's great. I'm really excited to be sharing that episode with you on Thursday. But today, I have Richard here. I thought we would start the show with a bit of a voicemail from someone who is quite familiar to you and I. Not to the audience, though. Okay. It's Richard Casey. Whoa. Hi, Leash. It's Casey. I have a question for you regarding my wedding. Well, he's lying. What do you mean he's lying? Well, he hasn't got a question. He's going to make a statement. <laughs> we love you, Richard Casey. Should we tell you who Richard Casey is? Uh, Casey was one of my two best men at our wedding. Mm. And uh, I was one of his groomsmen. Yes. And I've known him for ooh, almost ooh. 20 years now. Yeah, there's a lot of photos of you and Casey. No one ever calls him Richard Casey, by the no. way. I've never heard anyone call him that. He's just called Casey. Even his wife calls him Casey. She really does. Um, there's a lot of photos of you, like, just very thinned-faced young lads. What are you saying? I'm well, you... fat-faced now? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's that youthful thinness about you. Right, okay. Without yeah. much facial hair, and you've got a lot of hair now. Yeah. Right, continue, Richard Casey. It's the morning of my wedding and I've turned up to the gazebo that uh, we're going to be married in later today. I love how 11 years later he's still telling it. He's, he's changed it's like the, it was today. It's amazing. 
a gazebo if you don't know what a gazebo is, because some people wouldn't know what a gazebo was. Maybe not. It's like it's a like, pergola? Pergola? A pergola. Pergola. Rotunda? A pergola. A pergola. It's a rotunda. It's some sort of thing in a park that you would be maybe seeing a band under. Band like old, a bandstand. A bandstand. A ye old-fashioned thing. To find that a homeless person has done a massive shit in the middle of the gazebo. Bet you weren't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> Neither were they. And have also left all their various bags of hobo crap lying all around it, including a massive knife. And they used that knife later on to cut the cake. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> uh, if you could let me know what to do, that'd be fantastic. Thanks. Bye. Oh, he's a silly bugger. <laughs> so tell us the story because when I asked Rich, I said, we're going to do Grim Chiller Week together. I asked, I told you we're going to do this episode. You reminded me of this story and I said, you've got to get Casey to ring up mm. and to leave a message to prompt this story. So they were getting hitched. They they turned up earlier. Yeah, so I think the wedding was maybe, uh, maybe noon or something like that. Right. Noon or one and they turned up. You know, 9am, 8am. And there was just a log right in the middle of where they're going to get married. Like a big fat poo. A big fat poo. And I feel that when I've heard this story being told, Casey said his first instinct was to call Holly, the bride, (laughs) on the morning of her wedding and talk about a big fat hobo poo. Their wedding. (laughs) And... People around him said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not involve the bride and talk about turds on her <laughs> wedding day. You man up and you come up with a solution. And you deal with it. And I uh, I only think I was made aware of it after it had been solved. So I, I, you know, I didn't care. You had nothing to do I with the poo. nothing poop. to do with the poo. Well, I remember Casey saying that they called the local council mm. and the local council came along and said, We will dispose of this poo mm. and the knife. I think... I think they knew the guy mm. as well, and he was a regular. With the turds or just sleeping in the gazebo? I mean, that's very sad. And I yes. think, you know, we're not making fun light of uh, homeless people at all. But it's just And a he shame. wasn't. An, I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't know the wedding was happening and didn't know Casey and Holly and wasn't having some sort of statement about what he thought about it. It wasn't a filthy protest. Nuptials. No, it wasn't no. a filthy protest. And I do know where this this is in Hobart, in, in Tasmania, and I do know that there are public toilets available. Yeah, they're like 50 metres away. 50 metres. But he needed to go. When you got to go, you got to go. you got to go, you got to go. But not great for the morning of a wedding. But I do love that Casey sort of says, listen, it's probably, I've learnt my lesson. On the wedding morning, if you have a problem, do not be calling your missus, your future missus. <laughs> Maybe use your own... Just deal with it. Your own sort of instinct. Get a big stick. Flick it away. <laughs> I'm not talking about specifically poo stuff. <laughs> I just mean in general, if you've got a problem, don't be calling your lady. Do it yourself. Mm. Man up. Man up. Hello, Alicia. Satchel here, short-term fan and listener. I have two wedding etiquette questions. I've heard that if you receive a wedding invite, proper manners dictate... I send them a gift. Just wanted to verify if that's correct or not. Interesting question. I played this in because I wanted to hear your feedback. It's not necessarily groom chiller specific, although I think that it's nice to know the answer to this question. What do you think, Rich? 
Well, I couldn't profess to know the answer, but I, I don't think that's necessary at all. I do think if you aren't able to attend a wedding, a card is a lovely way. A card is lovely. A card is a card very is, thoughtful. You know, like it's never, there is never a wrong time for a card in no, my it's books. True. It's always nice to receive a card. It's a very easy gesture to say, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so sorry I couldn't attend. And also, if you're particularly close with people, then I think it would be nice to get a gift. Sure, sure. Not just, you know, if you are in a close group of friends and you can't attend the wedding, I think it's a lovely gesture. We've gotten people gifts when we haven't been able to attend weddings. That is true. And I think we received a gift from friends who couldn't attend our wedding. Yeah. Good memory. (laughs) Thank you, those people. Thank you. Continue on. Pete and Aaron. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pete and Aaron. You're delightful people. My second question is I am currently overseas on a contract. I will not be able to make a number of my friends' weddings in this upcoming fall. However, they still wish to invite me to their wedding. Should I tell them to ignore sending me an invite because I know as of now I will not be able to make it or gratefully accept the invitation anyway, then obviously decline my attendance at that wedding and then just follow up with a small wedding gift. Thank you very much, and I love the show. Well, thank you, Satchel. And I thought this very was, good question. Yeah, it's a great question, and both both questions were really good, and also very specific to uh, a lot of people's situations. I know that are being invited. You know, you get to that sort of stage in your life where you have like a year or two of like solid wedding. They just come in every week. It's really strange because it's like a drought, and then people just start getting hitched, and you're like, oh my gosh, every second week we are going to celebrate nuptials, which is lovely, but it's also overwhelming as a guest sometimes when you feel that you have to go to all these weddings and pay for them, (laughs) which is probably a case for another episode. But Satchel, this is a great question. And uh, we were thinking it's good to include it in the Groom Chiller episode because often guys don't think about this stuff. And I just wanted to celebrate Satchel for thinking about it Mm. and for listening to the show, but also, uh, you know, having that perspective and trying to encourage guys to be a little bit more perhaps thoughtful when it comes to these sort of details. I do think it's nice to receive a wedding invitation, but also if your friends are having to post it overseas and you definitely know you're not coming, then I think it would be a nice thing to say to the friends, don't bother posting a thing that, you know, you've got to pay for it and post it. Sure, sure. I, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily make their decisions for them. Mm. But, uh, yeah, certainly if they send you, an, send you and invite you right back, nice card. A good Sorry. response. Sorry, I can't make it. Would love to. And a gift, it's up to you. I don't think it's necessary at all. I think if they've got a registry or something, it mm. might be nice. If you know, A lot of people have online registries. And if you have the money to spare and such, well, you might be, as you said, you're overseas. I don't know your financial situation, but perhaps you're in a situation where you are just like bringing in the coin. Rolling in cash. Good luck to you if you are. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a nice, again, depending on your relationship with these people, maybe a nice gesture would be if you could buy something off the registry, that's also very nice. And it's a shame you can't make it back to the States, I'm assuming, or Canada. I don't want to be judging. Don't want to be judgy or who knows, anywhere. Wherever you are, uh, to attend the weddings. But it's lovely that you're thinking on that level and, and, and putting that sort of forethought into saying thanks but can't do it. I say get them a puppy. Oh, my God. 
I'm, I'm up for puppies at any time. <laughs> I don't get them a puppy. That would be Why bad. Not? Well, because people have different puppy situa- situations. Puppy is for life, not just for Christmas. All right. After this very short break, I'm going to play you a lovely uh, voicemail from Bride Chiller Elizabeth, who has some things to say about the inclusion of groom chillers mm. and uh, trying to encourage a little bit more sassiness when it comes to hearing groom chillers' opinions and actually working with them, not just saying, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Now we're going to do what I want to do. Hi, Alicia. I'm calling from Minnesota, and I just wanted to um, offer up some advice that I've been told and that maybe I didn't follow for um, the upcoming Groom Week that you have planned. Well, thank you, Elizabeth from Minnesota. Good timing. Groom Week is now. Groom Week, Groom Chiller Week is right now. Minnesota, Fargo. Yes, good. Thank you. Um, For my wedding that I'm planning with uh, my groom, we had a very specific um, kind of feeling in mind that we had planned together from the get-go when we got engaged. We wanted it to be really small and intimate and more in line with our personalities. And when we announced our engagement and started planning everything, it um, I got a lot of advice to, you know, make sure you don't overwhelm the groom and make sure that you come to him with only like a few choices and that you really do all the planning on your own or with your family and friends and then kind of come to your groom at the end and he can kind of choose between one or two things. Ah, the groom, the delicate genius. <laughs> do not disturb the groom. <laughs> It's so funny, like listening to Elizabeth and hearing, like I totally can hear people saying this and believing it, which I find really frustrating. Well, the one thing I would say is that uh, usually the guy has proposed. Yes. And usually there might have been quite a lot of thought that has gone into that. Yes. And so uh, for him, there might be a case of, all right, good, I've done that bit. And he might want a little bit of time just to chillax and not worry about the next bit for a little bit. But otherwise, get stuck in. It's funny that we've become this sort of society where that's okay. And maybe that's also, like I said at the top of the show, that it's what we are fed in in the press and that's what we sort of absorb. So it's become this, it's a special day for the girl and not for the guy. But you think about, I think about, I think about back to the 60s and 70s, you know, talking to parents and especially mums at wedding shows and stuff. A lot of the time, it wasn't the bride organising the wedding. It was the mother-in-law or Mm. the mother saying, we'll organise it and you just show up. So I think it's sort of evolved to this point of um, this attitude that women should just come in and decide what they want and then tell the guy and then the guy begrudgingly becomes part of this day but doesn't have any input. And that's incredibly frustrating from my perspective, but also it's great because we can do an episode like this where we're just chatting about some useful ways to bring your lad into it. Because there are some guys out there who are like, I don't give a shit about Mm. the day. That's not true. That's an awful thing to say. (laughs) But the details of the day. But also I feel like the guys that maybe come across with that perspective haven't been given an opportunity to say what is it that you picture when you are imagining your wedding day Mm. when we planned what did i mean we were quite we were quite open i feel like yeah 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 did you know when we started getting married like planning the wedding what you wanted 
Uh, that's a good question. I, I'm not even sure now. I mean, we, we had a conversation, and I think it's always really important, and I've you know, written about this quite a lot, this idea of having, before you start planning anything, is sitting down and going through the top three things that are important to you individually and share them like that you couldn't imagine a wedding without Mm. and sharing that with your partner and being able to say well what are your important things what are your non-negotiables when it comes to party conga line limbo well there it is if that is your non-negotiable we'd probably have to have a bit of a discussion (laughs) a bloody phone party wedding (laughs) just kill me but i mean maybe that's your thing maybe but i do think that that's something that if you involve a person your groom perhaps in the situation where you're saying what is it that you want without then guiding a conversation by saying well my dream has been i feel like i'm dr Lindsay Beerer here because she's very good at saying Mm. you know you've got to open a discussion you've got to open a dialogue to then involve someone in the dialogue you can't just be forceful and say well this is what i think because then you're not really leading them into a situation where they would be perhaps comfortable to say well actually i don't want to get married in a church or i don't feel comfortable with a buffet or I have always really wanted a jazz band. Mm. Yeah. Carry on, Elizabeth. I uh, started to do that a little bit and quickly found that that, was, that didn't work for me at all. And it didn't work for us because at the end of the day, the only person that really understood the feeling that we wanted was us. And having um, you know my groom be the person that I really do all the planning and like really look at all the options with me is the thing that's been the best part of the whole process. And so I've heard a lot of traditional, you know, maybe kind of old school advice that you don't worry him with all those details because they don't really interest him. And I found that isn't the case. When you go into it with a very specific feeling in mind that you've created with your groom, who knows that better than your groom? So I guess I just wanted to let people know that you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to plan your whole wedding with your mom and your friends and then have your groom come at the end and make one or two decisions. So I just wanted to offer up that advice. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. That is fantastic advice. Yeah, it is. And it's great to hear that you have, you know, you got to that point and then you stopped yourself and went, no, it's not what I want. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go back, talk to my guy. I think the modern man is interested and knows what he wants. Yeah, I do too. And I think if, if you, are, you know, again, open that conversation and if they're like, I don't know, I don't really understand, I just, no one speaks like that. <laughs> Trevor. Tre- yeah, we, we're, we're just joking. We've been recording Significant Other and we've been doing some stuff with Dr. Lindsay Beer. We're very excited to have her back on the show. But sometimes if I'm asking a relationship question, because she's coming on to talk about professional psychological perspectives on relationships and we're just sticking around with our opinions and then she comes in and says well actually this is what it's about um but whenever i do a hypothetical sort of statement the guy is always called trevor he's always called trevor and he talks in sort of like that (laughs) that's that's trevor okay uh, look this is for another time i was just going to say if if there are people still calling their babies trevor that's pretty interesting. I think I mm, I wouldn't go near Trevor. Apparently, the name Gary mm. is going to be extinct soon. Really? <laughs> Someone at work said the other day that they're worried that Gary won't be around anymore. I mean, I don't know anyone that's like his baby Gary. 
Isn't he adorable? <laughs> He's baby Trevor. I don't know. If you're going to call your baby Gary or Trevor, get in touch. <laughs> get in touch. Please write in. <laughs> Sorry, we have. this has been a bit of a weird episode, but I'm enjoying your company. Good. I hope you're enjoying our company. Look, I, the big point of today's episode has been, you know, the, the fact exactly what Elizabeth summed up very well is that... Talk to Trevor, talk to Gary, get them involved. Because <laughs> they want to be involved. They do want to be involved. And it's really weird when you hear these guys... And it's just strange because lately I've been doing a bit of freelance work for a, a TV show that is... Oh, what can I say without just giving away the TV show? It's about weddings. It's about weddings. Being organized by the groom. Yeah, basically. And it's a weird, it's been a very strange, it's been a great experience, but it's been a very strange clash of my two interests. Mm. And that is my day job and my podcast. And it's just been, it's, it's taken everything in me to not talk about the podcast, obviously, because I'm casting. I'm trying to find people to be involved in this TV show. And I have to bite my tongue so much. But there are so many guys that I've spoken to on the phone auditioning for this show who say, oh, it's the bride's day. I just want to show her I can actually do it. I want to be a part of it. And I, I know I can do it. I've got ideas of my own. And I want to go, yes, you do. Yes, you do, Trevor. Trevor and Gary, it doesn't matter if you're going to be on this TV show or not. Just bloody have a conversation. And I start to talk to them and want to tell them about, mm. or just want to go, hey, bud, you don't need to be just on a TV show. Them. Sit down with your lady after work tonight and say, hey, you know, I had this idea. And some of the ideas are extreme, obviously. These people want to be on TV, so they're coming up with some wacky shit. But Mm. if they tone it down and actually say, listen, Shazza, uh, (laughs) my darling fiancé, I really feel strongly about being a part of this with you, then I feel like there will be so many sort of stresses resolved. And also people will enjoy the process far more because I think what from our personal experience from my perspective what I loved so much was our project time and we would go to caterers and sometimes like we had some really funny experiences we like were auditioning I say auditioning this is so my world caterers (laughs) and like we met some pretty we met some dodgy ones and one had just really bad breath oh the breath the heliotosis. It was embarrassing. And I felt really bad because it's like, I can't focus on what you're saying about hors d'oeuvres because your breath. Because <laughs> they were saying hors d'oeuvres and <laughs> it would just waft over the table. <laughs> but we would come home and giggle and then go, absolutely not. And then we once got, we were really excited about a caterer and then she sent us an $18,000 bill. <laughs> ball quote. <laughs> And we were like, are you fucking kidding? So then we got angry together, which was nice. And then there was the cleavage caterer, who was Tits Ahoy. Oh, Tits McGee doing some food service. Tits McGee food service, Mm. where she literally wore something from Victoria's Secret. Now I am all (laughs) up. I'm bang up for showing the girls. But this was 2 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. We dashed there to get a quick quote. And it was like, like you couldn't avoid the boobs. Now so had, we signed her up on the spot. <laughs> Rich is like, I really like what this girl's got to say. I, I think they're good with food. <laughs> I, I think we should sign them up. But look, that's just us, really. We enjoyed just taking the piss out of other people, which really does show who you're entrusting for wedding advice. But also, we 
would come home and have these little conferences and sort of say, all right, we like this, we didn't like this. She had big boobs and we could see them all. (laughs) And he had awful breath. But it was really nice that I felt like we had a project together. And although we were probably a lot more hands-on than some people would be, by the end of it, it felt like we had really achieved something as a team and it was like our first big project. Yeah. I feel like it's equipped us. Equipped? Equipped. Is that a real word? It is now. Equipped. Equipped. Thank you. Uh, equipped us to do... Equipped doesn't sound right. It is correct. <laughs> it has equipped us to... Uh, <laughs> to work together and to problem solve and to get things done. And I think that's the ultimate achievement for a, a new couple because we hadn't been together for heaps longs. We worked it together well. Thank you. And, you know, I felt like by the end of it, we'd worked with money. We'd done a budget together. Mm. We'd gone slightly over the budget and then cut back on the budget in panic. We'd negotiated. We'd worked with our families. We'd come up with a uh, solution for, you know, a couple of things that really panicked us about about last-minute things. We'd worked through family issues with family being a bit weird with invitations. As ever. Oh, my gosh. Friends who had chucked nanas because they weren't coming to the wedding because there's only 40 bloody seats at the wedding and they were number 99 on the list of invitees. <laughs> you know, we went through a lot of stuff. And I think yeah. if you weren't focused and as interested in what we were doing, then I would have been a hell of a lot more stressed. But also, I don't think I would have enjoyed the day as much. No, no. It was definitely our our day. It really was. Hmm. What do you think for groom chillers listening now? What are some of your pieces of bloke advice? It's a very Australian thing to say. Guy advice about trying to be uh, inviting of different ideas, but also being open about saying, I don't like that. I think, yeah, just uh, don't be afraid to have an opinion because mm. too many guys are like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, I don't care. Because that's care. The, the I don't care stuff. I find that more offensive than Mm. having a really strong opinion, not offensive, but I do find it offensive actually, because I think why get into this and why not be a part of something and actually create something you are interested in than just being complicit in, in, thank you, um, equipped a complicit in, (laughs) in organizing something that you don't give a shit about because you're not, you're not interested enough to have an opinion. Groom chillers, if you are, if you have an opinion and you have something you would like to share with the bride chillers and groom chillers who are listeners of this show, I would love so much to hear from you. Please write in. Yeah, well, leave a voice message. Don't write in. Don't, don't write. Oh, no, yeah, voice message. We want voice messages. I love hearing from you and I love We've hearing. actually got quite a few, don't we? We do have lots yeah. up our sleeve. That's good. But it's nice. I'd like to hear more male voices. Also, if you are organising a same-sex wedding, I would like to hear a little bit about the dynamics because I know there are lots of people organising same-sex weddings that have exactly the same situation where they go one partner's more interested than the other mm. or have different ideas. Everyone is welcome. And encouraged to participate on the Bride Chiller podcast because it's Bride Chiller podcast and Groom Chiller podcast. The Bride Chiller podcast. Yay! And Groom Chiller. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. What do you think of the new name, everyone? I hope you're enjoying it. I, hope you I like, it. like it. I like it. Until Thursday's episode, happy days. Happy days. The Bride Chiller podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.